Welcome to the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. I'm Bill Yates, the Editor-in-Chief of the Journal, and today we will be discussing the article, The Enbreathement Illusion Highlights the Role of Breathing in Corporeal Awareness. Before we begin, let's meet our guests. Hello, I'm Alessandro Monti. I'm a PhD student in Cognitive Neuroscience at the Sapienza University in Rome. And here, I'm doing a research project on the role of interoception in corporeal awareness, which is supervised by Professor Agliotti. I'm actually due to defend my dissertation in two months, so fingers crossed. Hi, fingers crossed for Alessandro. I'm Giuseppina Porciello, Research Fellow in Social and Cognitive Neuroscience at the Department of Psychology in Sapienza, University of Rome, and at Fondazione Santa Lucia Research Hospital as well. I study how interceptive and exeroceptive bodily signal shape bodily self-consciousness in neurotypical individuals and in clinical population as well. Hi, here Gaetano Thierry. I am a neuroscientist and research at the University of Rome, Unital Sapienza, and IRC Santa Lucia Foundation of Rome. My research topic revolves around the study of bodily illusions elicited by immersive virtual reality and how of the brain reactivity to virtual stimuli. Hi, I'm Salvatore Agliotti, senior researcher at Sapienza University of Rome, Institute of Technology Genova and Fondazione Santa Lucia Rome. The link between bodily representations and complex cognitive and emotional processes like social interaction and moral decision making is at the core of my research interest. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Can you explain the concept of corporeal awareness? Corporeal awareness is a mental construct based on a number of elements. One is the sense of owning one's own body, called ownership, living within our bodily borders, the self-location, seeing in the world according to the first-person perspective that we usually take, and also it's the sense of being in control of our own actions. And this is the sense of agency. It's fundamentally important for free will and responsibility. So while corporal awareness has been considered inherently stable, Simple changes or multimodal sensory contingencies like vision, smell, or touch may induce the feeling that one's own body can include an artificial body part. That's corporeal awareness is plastic. This is the first chunk of information we need. The second one is that we can be aware of the body in pretty much the same ways we can be aware of other physical objects, using, for example, vision, smell, or touch. However, One's own body is the only object that can be perceived not only from outside, but also from inside. There's no surprise that corporal awareness arises from the integration of body-related exteroceptive, for example, visual or auditory, and interoceptive signals, for example, signals coming from the heart or from respiration. Studies of corporal awareness performed thus far have focused on exteroceptive cues. Moreover, Despite the acknowledged importance of interoceptive input in modulating corporal awareness, studies have mainly focused on cardiac signals. Yet, breathing continuously provides the brain with vital information about body physiology, and thus is important in triggering bodily-related perceptions, feelings, and representations. Our study reports on the very first ecological approach to the link between breathing and corporal awareness. 
Why were you interested in exploring the relationship between breathing and corporeal awareness? So, as the professor has already briefly mentioned, at the lab level, we're really fond of this concept of filling the body from the inside. So the whole team is eager to find as many inner physiological markers of corporeal awareness as possible. But most previous research focused on a single class of these inner markers, which is heart signals. But of course, there's much more to the inner body than the heart. So we thought, what about breathing? Because there is an intuitive link between breathing and embodiment. Because breaths enable bodily survival, and they also provide the brain with a continuous stream of vital information about physiology, about your emotions, about cognition. And meditators routinely use breathing to increase their awareness, even if they do so in a practical rather than scientific manner. So it is quite natural to think that breaths are relevant for informing us about the fact that indeed we're alive and embodied. But surprisingly, there is little research on the topic. At the same time, respiration also has some peculiar properties which make it stand out from the crowd of inner physiological signals. Because contrary to other bodily signals, breaths are easily accessible to consciousness. They can be controlled by volition. For the same reasons, though, the impact of breathing on corporal awareness is difficult to gauge in a way which is safe, ecological and experimental controlled. So here, we sought to measure how much breaths influence the awareness of one's body through a new way of inducing a respiratory body illusion that we call embriefment, which is a real-time ecological mapping of the respiratory frequency and amplitude of each participant onto a virtual body, onto an avatar. And in order to do so, we used a custom-made immersive virtual reality setup. But I think that our tech wizard Gaetano will be more specific on this. How did you use virtual reality and physiological recording together in the study? So, in our study, we capitalized on the power of a new virtual reality system in order to elicit illusory sensation of owning a virtual body. Moreover, we manipulated the virtual environment so as to change the point of view from which the body is observed. For example, first-person versus third-person perspective and, of course, the body appearance, human versus non-human. Moreover, by using the controller, which is embedded in the virtual reality system, we have been able to track in real time the breath of our participants and to transfer this movement on over the virtual body. By manipulating the congruencies between the participants' respiratory movement and the observer respiratory movement of the virtual body, we have been able to test how breathing impacted corporeal awareness. Tellingly, using the same system, we implemented not only a real-time emotion capture, but also a very sensitive recording of amplitude of the breathing in terms of millimeters. Our approach does allow us to display body and body-like virtual stimuli, tracking real-time the participant breathe align or misalign them with the avatar brief, and of course, we collected objective and subjective data. Finally, we expected that participants will feel more embodiment in a congruent avatar matching the respiratory, spatial, or visual features of the real body than in an incongruent avatar where such matching did not occur. Furthermore, we hypothesized that the breathing had a specific influence on corporeal awareness over and above other sensory channels. Finally, we thought that the influence of bodily signal on explicit and explicit markers 
of embodiment would be moderated by interoceptive sensibility and accuracy. What were your findings? So, in line with our hypothesis, this new way of inducing a respiratory bodily illusion, which we name embrithment, revealed that breathing specifically impacts on two core facets of corporal awareness, namely the feeling of having a body, known as body ownership, as Professor and Alessandro described, and the feeling of controlling one's own movement, known as body agency. Specifically, our data indicate that congruent breathing mapped in a virtual body increases the sensation of controlling virtual movements more than congruent visual appearance and first-person perspective. Moreover, our data also show that congruent breathing increases the sensation of owning the virtual body in the same way the visual appearance of the avatar does. The effects of breathing on corporal awareness vary across participants because they depend on participants' interoceptive ability to perceive their own respiratory and cardiac signals, here measured by using a standard heartbeat tracking procedure and the new developed pneumoception task. Indeed, those who have a sharper sense of internal states also have a more stable corporal awareness and thus less illusion. Finally, we found that the degree of congruency between the real and the virtual body impacts not only on subjective measures of corporal awareness, but also on objective respiratory patterns by changing participants' breath amplitude. What is the significance of the embrievement illusion and how does that inform your next steps? Embrievement revealed that breathing is almost as important as visual appearance for inducing into us the sensation of owning our own body. And it is also more important than any other cue for inducing the sense of controlling your body, which is body agency. And we also paved the way for a comprehensive hierarchical model of corporal awareness, because we show that respiratory, visual and spatial signals exert a specific weighted influence on the fundamental feeling that one is an embodied agent. At the same time, we also believe that the importance and the scope of our new body illusion somehow go beyond the theoretical realm, because we have this tool which can map all sorts of real breaths on all sorts of virtual bodies. So we can start to ask questions like, how does the relationship between corporal awareness and breathing change when breathing is more salient? For example, in spinal patients cut off from the body except for inner sensations like breathing. Or conversely, you may think what happens when patients devote all their attention to the visual appearance of the body, and they forget about the inner feelings and cravings, as in anorexia nervosa. Another potentially interesting development of our study expands on recent studies, some of which published in J Neurophysiology, by the way, indicating that changes in respiration frequency alter the type of rhythm cortical activity essential for organizing brain processes. Therefore, it would be interesting to explore whether patients with pathologies primarily affecting peripheral internal organs, for example, obstructive lung disease, do exhibit symptoms of altered corporal awareness, like those that occur in neuropsychiatric disorders, for example, derealization or depersonalization phenomena. And so this approach may help us to understand more deeply the bidirectional link between the body and the brain. 
I'd like to thank our guests for participating in today's discussion of the article, The Embriefment Illusion Highlights the Role of Breathing in Corporeal Awareness, part of the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. Thank you.